Like, nigga, I'm fucked up and broke anyway, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I still live in the hood, nigga. And I, I did the college shit. I got the degree. And, nigga, I got hella work experience and audio. Yet I'm still fucked off. So, like, nigga, y'all told me don't do what I want to do because it was a slim chance that I was going to make it. And at 20, I ain't going to lie to you, at 25, I figured out no matter what the fuck you do, it's a slim chance you're going to make it to the top. So you might as well do what the fuck you like, right? Right, 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 right. It's a steel bitchy, snitchy, steel snitchy. Rapper steel capping like a crooked politician. Me, I'm in the back, I'm just booling, breaking sticky. You see, working wasn't working, so I had to switch the mission. Now, this the DA show, the DA show. The DA show, the DA show. And we're rolling. Back at it again. <laughs> uh, some of y'all niggas know who I am. Niggas, niggas knew the podcast, man. If we being real podcast, your favorite host, DA nigga. Uh, and now I got my own podcast. <laughs> and even better, now I'm finally releasing music. Uh, so to introduce you as my rap name, I am the DA show and this is the DA show, uh, a podcast in which I introduce you guys into my, uh, my first six months of stepping into rap and doing rap as a professional artist, as opposed to a nigga just writing raps and saying I'm better than everybody. Now, if you know me, you probably know me from podcasting, you probably know me from school, you know me from cracking jokes on social media and shit. But uh, what I've come to find out in uh, my 29 years on earth is that niggas be around me and niggas did not know I did music. And everything that you know me for is based on music. The only reason I did audio is because I was rapping. The only reason I got into podcasting is because I wanted to do a podcast about rap. And so now I'm like, fuck it, I might as well just go ahead and do a podcast for my intro into, you know, the whole rap game. So I guess like, to break down what the podcast is going to be about, uh, for the next seven weeks, that's including this one, for the next seven weeks, not seven weeks, seven months, I'm going to drop a song and I want to drop a podcast episode breaking down what was happening with that song. You know, how did I come up with it? Uh, what these lyrics mean to me, not like on a lyric breakdown, but on the content wise, what these lyrics mean to me. Uh, what this song means to me and uh, finding ways that it can connect to you. Basically, connecting me as a nigga to y'all niggas listening. Because I know the main thing that niggas really connect to with an artist is do this seem like somebody you fuck with or somebody you would fuck with in real life. So in my head, I'm like, why the fuck not make a podcast? That's the best way to get to know a nigga, talking to him and listening to him talk. And then at the same time, you're getting the music and I'm breaking the music down to you. So my reason for creating the podcast is real simple. Uh, nigga, I need a way to market myself. Shit, fuck it, nigga. Uh, I'm a new artist. Nigga, I'm old as a motherfucker. I'm not old as fuck, but I'm old compared to these niggas now. And I don't really want to go nowhere. No young niggas is there. And we going to be honest. So I'm like, well, shit, it's going to be hard for me to perform certain places because I ain't really trying to perform with these young niggas because they like shooting too much. Uh, I'm not finna be on IG showing my dick just for y'all niggas listening to my music. Fuck this shit. And, uh, shit, I don't know. I already knew how to podcast. Niggas already fucking me podcasting. So I was like, well, shit, let me go and create a little podcast. Mix that up with the music. You know what I'm saying? Come up with some new shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You feel me? You probably don't. But, yeah, that's why I did this shit.
And I mean, I think most of y'all listening, y'all thinking y'all head, well, why now, nigga? You know what I'm saying? Uh, for me, is very deeply impersonal, man. Uh, man, I spent a very long time in my life. For me, too long for my own pleasure, following rules and listening to people who came before me, only to hit a spot where none of these rules work anymore none of the advice they gave me work anymore and i'm just sitting at this goddamn standstill so now it's like all right what the fuck are you going to do for the next 30 years of your life because the first 30 you spent trying to do shit the traditional way knowing you're not a traditional nigga so i chose now because i mean you know it's 2020 i feel like we all got affected by this i spent the first half of 2020 sitting in the house just thinking about my life you know because of the jobs that I had to take, you know, having to work multiple jobs, my health conditions was poor, my financial situation been fucked up my whole life, and all of that shit. And as I had this time, I sat down looking at it, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, I did all of this shit because they said this was going to make my life easier. But the same shit that they was trying to block me from by telling me, don't chase your dreams of doing music, don't try to be an entertainer, none of that shit, I'm in them situations anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I'm fucked up and broke anyway, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I still live in the hood, nigga. And I, I did the college shit. I got the degree. And, nigga, I got hella working spirits and audio. Yet, I'm still fucked off. So, I'm like, nigga, y'all told me don't do what I want to do because it was a slim chance that I was going to make it. And at 20, I ain't going to lie to you, at 25, I figured out no matter what the fuck you do, it's a slim chance you're going to make it to the top. So you might as well do what the fuck you like, right? Right. So, you know, in my head, I said it just made more sense to go pursue what I want to pursue. Why I got this wide open door opportunity to, you know, make the lifestyle that I want to happen, happen. Now, understand with music, yo, man, I'm real with myself. I'm 29. I do not expect to become the richest nigga in this shit. I do not expect to become the Drake nigga in this shit. I don't expect to be none of that, man. I only thing that I'm trying to get out of this is doing what I enjoy doing for a living. If I can pay my bills, making rap music, and podcasting, I'm cool. I don't even give a fuck about the rest of that shit. So that's the main thing that I care about. The other thing is like creating music that you know that impacts people's lives. Whether you know it make you dance. Or, you know, it touch your heart, which is my main thing. I like writing deep raps and fucking with niggas' emotions and shit. So, you know, making music that touch people's heart, but also making shit that lift our spirits and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I, I come from the hood, nigga. Like, I don't even know if niggas ever seen Riverside or not, though, man. Riverside a fucked up ass neighborhood, nigga. And it took, like, a lot of internal motivation, push, and drive just to get me out that motherfucker to college let alone to make it to this age and actually believe that I can make a career out of music. You know, it took a lot when you see where I come from. So because I'm not taking for granted, the, like I said, the mental fortitude or the mental strength that it took for me to even get this far in my life without a jail record or any wild shit going on in my life, you know, I decided if I could deal with this bullshit on a regular basis, I could deal with what it takes to make it through the rap game and, you know, live the life that I envisioned for myself since I was 12 years old. Speaking of the life that I envisioned, uh, man, I can just take y'all even back to that when I started. So, you know, uh, long story short, man, uh, man, I just, I, I was a kid that wasn't 
fitting in in school or whatever. And, you know, as an adult now, I understand why I wasn't, I wasn't meant to. But at the time, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you watch TV, you see all the kids hanging out and into all the shit. And I wasn't into none of that shit. I wasn't big into sports. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, I never felt like I need to be the toughest nigga and no shit. And then I always had, like, I talk how I talk, man. It's always been a straightforward type person. And uh, it always shoot to the gut. It hit, it cut motherfuckers where it hurt. So, because of that, I couldn't really make no friends or nothing when I was a young nigga. Until, like, you know, I started playing around with rapping shit. And through that, I just really started meeting people and getting cool with a lot of people. And a lot of my closest friends is either somebody who I used to rap with or I taught how to rap nowadays. You meet a lot of my friends and shit. So... I guess, like, you know, my most vain inspiration for doing it was, you know, everybody just kind of want to be accepted. So that was like my way of being accepted at the time. And then, you know, as I kept growing, man, you know, uh, I started gravitating like, you know, I, I'm, I was growing up in the 2000s like most of y'all niggas. So, you know, I'm from the Wayne era and shit. I was rapping before I was listening to Wayne, but I'm from the Wayne era. So, you know, wanted to become a lyricist, punchline it down. And, you know, we had Joel Santana, Cameron, like. I was gravitating towards that East Coast shit real heavy as a young nigga. But then I was still listening to the local shit. So, you know, you couldn't tell me shit about 3-6 Mafia when I was 16. You know what I'm saying? You I you want to argue with me about Yo Gotti when I was 16. You know what I'm saying? A nigga like, you know, I was cussing niggas out about Ball and G. Because I think they was a little too more mature for our generation. But I'm telling niggas, like, you ain't heard no niggas rapping better than Ball and G at the time. So, you know, man, the... The, the inspiration that everybody got was the shit that really kept me into it and kind of inspired my sound and shit. I think if you really just talking about my actual rap style and the sound and shit, I would say uh, B.I.G. Uh, I can't think. Bone Thugs, any nigga that rap fast or Bone Thugs. If we gonna talk about how I write, I'm gonna say poetically the word choice and shit, I'm gonna say pop. And I know that kind of sound weird that uh I would say for my sound, B.I.G. and Pac were inspirations because, you know, Pac and B.I.G. clearly don't sound shit alike, but different things. So, like, when I'm rapping, uh, I'm creating a song or whatever, uh, to me, B.I.G. and Jay-Z mastered how to make rap sound soulful. You know what I'm saying? They figure out a breathing technique and a little bop that it adds a bop to it. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a little head nod bop to it when you listen to them. It really sounds like they on the corner kicking game to you when they on the beat and shit. So delivery-wise, I'm a lot of times I'm more so there. I'm trying to space it out enough, you know, that you can rap along with it and breathe the same way I breathe and all that shit. You don't fuck you up. But then, you know, I rap fast because who don't rap fast? You know, that shit fun. But then when you talk about the Tupac inspiration of my sound, is that uh Man, as a nowadays, as an older man, I'm not a stickler for punchlines and metaphors as much as I used to be. Like, when I was a younger rapper, like, I was going to punchline you down. Because, I, like I said, I grew up under Wayne. That's what I thought. But then when I turned 19, I started listening to Tupac a lot. And when I tell you Me Against the World, Me Against the World is, like, one of my top five albums. I mean that. Like, I'm going to listen to that front to back. And what I learned from Tupac is... Just being poetic with your words, understanding how to write in general can just help you as a rapper. I don't know how to describe it no better than that. Tupac was never like a punchline rapper. And so many MCs, like, it pissed me off. So many MCs be like, oh, well, you know, Pac's all right. Pac couldn't rap. 
No, my nigga, if you know about writing, writing, like if you know about writing books, if you know about writing poetry, Tupac was a grade A writer. He used so many poetic elements in his music, but niggas don't know about that because niggas ain't paying attention to English class. But my ass was because I wanted to be a rapper. So I'm like, nigga, I need to understand language. <laughs> what do you mean? So like when I think about how I'm sitting down writing, I try to write lyrics that are going to touch your core more so than wow you with the metaphor that I use. I wanted to wow you emotionally. I wanted to make you cry. I wanted it to hit your stomach, to be like, fuck, that's how I be feeling sometimes. And I feel like Tupac was the best at that. I don't think no nigga was better than that. So when I'm writing, I'm leaning towards like, all right, how would Pac write this? What would Pac say? Sometimes I think like that when I'm writing sometimes. And you ain't gonna always sound like that. But as you listen to the music and shit, and you really take the lyrics in, you're gonna be like, damn, this nigga's keeping it real. I feel him. So, you know, I got that from Pac. <laughs> So, but then as you broaden the sound, like you go from just lyricism and rapping to like actual songwriting, I would say that my inspiration, I'm going to say it's outcast as well as like just a bunch of trap artists. But let me think. Nah, I'm going to say outcast. I'm going to say J. Cole. And I'm going to say Drake as far as songwriting. The reason I say outcast is because it seemed like to if you listen to Outkast, they always go back to the funk era to come up with their choruses, to come up with their sound. It's like they took a lot from the past. So when I listen to them niggas, I'm like, all right, when I come up with a chorus and I want it to be like catchy, something people can sing to, I go back to the past. So I go listen to the 70s R&B. You know what I'm saying? I listen to 80s R&B. I listen to what they was trying to do musically, cadence-wise, and I'm like, all right, let me figure out a way that I can work this onto this type of beat and then i say j cole and drake because i know niggas niggas sleep on j cole i'm be real with you and unless you're an artist who's an adamant artist who's every day waking up trying to get better at creating rap music you're never gonna notice how great of a fucking artist j cole is i'm gonna tell y'all something that y'all probably never listened to or thought about when you listen to j cole he never structures his rap songs the same J. Cole structures his rap songs so many different ways. And the average listener does not think about song structure because that don't concern them. But as an artist who also produces, who creates, you have to think about song structure. Because song structure, just like the structure of this podcast, is what keeps y'all listening. That's what keeps y'all interested, whether y'all recognize it or not. J. Cole has mastered that shit. That is why every time he drops an album, he doesn't have to necessarily push a single. Multiple songs off his project just end up on the radio because he's mastered songwriting. He can make his message tailored for the radio and not even sound like everybody else. But it's because he knows how to songwrite. So because he knows how to songwrite, it's like, I don't know which one of these songs is going to work. But one of them bitches is going to work because one of these is going to catch your ear because it's going to transition enough for you to not necessarily actually get bored. And I know it sounds crazy because the joke is J. Cole makes boring music. He puts people to sleep. But like I said, when you start studying music as opposed to listening to it, you start realizing why he's such a unique artist and such a unique writer. The way he structures his songs is always crazy. And the same with Drake. You know, I think Drake is smart in the sense that Drake knows how to keep elevating. He knows how to keep adding to his arsenal. And as he adds to his arsenal and he mixes them together, all we gonna say is, oh, Drake sounded like this nigga. He sounded like he from London. He sounded like he from Jamaica. But he's adding that to his pop arsenal so that when he does make certain hit songs, he's using elements that you're not even thinking about because you can't hear it as well because you're not a creator. 
But I'm listening to this nigga like, ah, you smart motherfucker. You did it again, nigga. <laughs> but like I said, Outkast, Drake, and J. Cole for songwriting. So it's like when I'm sitting down, like, I might start, I start my songs off with verses. Most niggas start with choruses. I start with verses because I just try to capture what I'm feeling. And it's easier for me to catch what I'm feeling in a verse versus trying to think of a chorus when I don't know what I'm feeling. So, because I start off with verses, sometimes I start with that verse and then I listen to the beat in the verse and I just ask myself then, how do I want to structure the song? You know what I'm saying? And that's where the J. Cole, the Outkast, so that's where all that shit come in. But then, uh, we talking about like the, uh, the content of my music and things that I'm talking about. Uh, man, I don't want to say it's conscious shit because I don't want to label myself a conscious artist because like, uh, man, I was telling, uh, let me do a name drop. Ha, <laughs> telling my nigga Tai T. <laughs> I was talking to him, though, and I was like, man, I'm one of them niggas who, like, who will say some, who will be on some super deep shit when you talk to me. Like, I might be on some deep shit, but I'm still a ratchet-ass nigga at the same time, man. You know, I smoke a lot. I'm in every bitch DM. And, you know, I just be living a ratchet-ass lifestyle for the most part. You know, it's like a balance to it, nigga. It's ratchet and it's righteous because, you know, I'm very formal, very formal, uh, I like things done a certain way, you know what I'm saying? And I think a very logical mindset of a one plus one equal two mindset. But then, like I said, because I think like that and I feel like that, shit that don't make sense to me, I don't follow. <laughs> so I be doing whatever the fuck I want to do for the most part. But now, I say all that to say to explain the music. So, like, when you listen to the music, a lot of the content, I want to say, is just life from my perspective more so than conscious. So, you know, because I'm going to rap about some some deeper things. I'm going to rap about what's on my heart or what's in my head in the moment while I'm listening to the beat. And because of that, I didn't want to get labeled conscious because, you know, you might get a song from me that's about shooting niggas. And granted, I ain't shot nobody and I don't have no plans to go in not to shoot nobody. I be wanting to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nigga, I'm from South Memphis shit. It be niggas that I be like, man, this nigga really think I'm pussy, huh? And, you know, you kind of want to shoot a nigga, but at the same time, it's like, nigga, you know, nigga ain't trying to get locked up. Nigga ain't trying to get tricked off the block. And I don't want nobody on my hand for real. But, you know, I be wanting to, though, nigga. It's South Memphis, man. Niggas really be testing you out here, man. <laughs> but, like I said, the content is, uh, like I said, man, life from my perspective. So, a lot of humor uh, in some songs. Uh, sexuality in some songs. Very sexual person. If you know me on Facebook, you know that shit. Uh... And like I said, just a lot of real shit, though. A lot of, like I said earlier, I like to make music that make people cry, that touch people's souls, that hit them in the gut. So a lot of real shit. I really dig inside of myself to find lyrics. And I know that sounds stupid because niggas like anybody can write lyrics. And that's true. I can sit down and just create lyrics that don't mean nothing. But things that you really sat down and thought about and came to a conclusion, those things resonate with people longer. That shit sit with niggas longer. And like I said, the music that I still listen to is the music that, that meant something to me, that touched me in a certain place. You know, I connected to this song on a real level. Uh, the game got a song called Hug the Block, and uh, it's about his frustrations with his siblings. And man, I felt that shit, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's something that connected to me. So when I'm creating music, I'm thinking, like, let me talk about something that I feel like is a little deeper that's going to connect to people. And, but then, like I said, the next song, I might be rapping about getting some head. <laughs> I might be rapping about getting high, you know. That's where the content come from. But, yeah, like I said, life from my perspective, which I know is general as fuck. Because every artist doing music from their perspective and shit. But I don't think every artist got the range that I got. I don't think every artist, like, you know, I think sometimes niggas try to box themselves off a little bit more. 
than I'm doing. I'm just like, nigga, if the shit hot, we putting yeah. it out, nigga. It's simple as that. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's how I'm coming, man. But uh, man, I appreciate y'all listening to this this whole podcast, man. Some of y'all niggas don't even know who the fuck I am. So, you know, I appreciate you listening to it. Uh, follow me on IG and SoundCloud, clearly. But uh, both of them is uh, at the DA show. So that's T-H-E-D-E-E-A-Y-E-S-H-O-W. So that's my SoundCloud and my IG. My Twitter is D... Oh, crap. My Twitter is at underscore D-E-E-A-Y-E underscore. So, yeah, just follow me on my social medias. Uh, like my Facebook page. I'll tell you my Facebook page the next episode because I'm going to be a real nigga with y'all and be honest. I ain't used that bitch in so long, so I do not remember the information. But I'll log in and get that shit to y'all next week. Uh, The songs that I'm releasing this week, one of them already on my SoundCloud. That's the Middle Child Freestyle. But the other song that I'm putting on my SoundCloud this week for y'all to check out is uh my song called Underachieving. And... I'm going to try to find three more old songs that I did that didn't get released or have been released previously and put them on there so y'all can get a feel that, like, you know, I've been doing this shit for a very long time, man. I got shit from 2008, 2007, probably somewhere on my hard drive if I can find it. But Underachieving and Middle Child Freestyles, tracks that I want y'all to check out and, you know, share the podcast, share the music, Fuck with me. You see me on social media. Hit me up. Talk to me and shit. Don't be on no bitch nigga tree. You know what I'm saying? Trying to antagonize me and shit. But fuck with a nigga. Talk to me. I crack jokes with niggas. I talk shit to niggas. I bitch niggas out. You know, I do all that shit on social media. So, yeah. I'm DA. This is the DA Show. Appreciate you for listening.